to this live podcast on Twitch where you can find the news from the research industry that how our researcher keep on researching on various topics and domains so and yes this article are posted on our website named postscientist.com if you are willing to check it out please check it out otherwise listening to this listening to this podcast will, uh, will be enough for you guys as it's x like an archive on the daily basis providing in the information from the research industry so the, without wasting any further time let's get started with the first topic of the day is researcher improve vehicle for delivering gene therapies to the central nervous system The blood brain barrier BBB is an imposing foe for gene therapy formed of s- formed of cells wedged tightly together the BB the BBB keeps toxins pen- and pathogens that may be present in the blood from entering brain tissue but it also keeps our potential treatment for disease that affect the central nervous system CNS researchers have discovered some delivering vehicles known as adeno associated viruses aav that can uh, cross the barrier under certain circumstances but, sh- but most of the time aavs are efficient at ferrying genes therapies across investigators from birmingham and women hospital founding member of the march general birmingham healthcare system are working to optimize aavs as gene delivering vehicles improving their efficiency and their potential to deliver drugs to treat brain cancers such as glioblastoma and genetic disease that affect the central nervous system In a paper published in Na- Nature Biomedical Engineering, the research team reports on a new AAV variant tested in preclinical models that is significantly more efficient than previously developed delivery vehicles. Our study is exciting because it shows that we are one step closer to being able to deliver gene therapy across the blood-brain barrier in b- humans, said Feng Bang Dai. PhD of the Birmingham's Department of Neurosurgery uh, are finding demonstrated that AAVs could provide a valuable tool for developing systematic gene therapies against glioblastoma and other diseases where CNS delivery is required. AAVs are small non-disease uh, causing viruses that can be engineered to carry and deliver DNA sequence to target cells. Previous studies have found them to be safe delivery vehicles for gene therapy which aims to directly modify genes in cells to treat disease. Recent advancements have led to the discovery of a new generation of AAVs that can penetrate the triple B in mouse models but most AAVs identified to date are not efficient enough to be considered for use in clinical settings to improve upon exciting AAVs by and colleagues turn to cell penetrating peptides a group of short peptides that are known to be able to cross biological membranes like the BBB the team collected about The team collected about 100 of these peptides and and inserted them into a variety of AAVs and uh tested them one by one to look for the 
most efficient. We got lucky, said Boy. We got a hit right around number 16. The team tested out their finding in preclinical models, looking in both mice and non-human pre- uh, primates, while the AVV they identified lucky number AAV, CPP, CPP. 16 showed a significant enhancement of delivery efficiency across the blood brain barrier the previously tested avvs by labs is looking to make further improvements We did like to develop a version that is even more efficient and more restricted to the central nervous system our study today tell us we are headed in the right direction he said This data suggests the novel vector could be used to treat genetic disease in which turning on protein production in a specified number of cells could reverse uh, a disease. Yulia Grushchuk, PhD who leads a lab in the Center of Genomic Medicine at Massachusetts General Hospital, recently collaborated with Bi and C's potential disease application for his research team, laboratory-based advancements. New treatments are urgently needed for neurometabolic disease, isosomal distorted diseases, and other diseases that affect both CNS tissue and other tissue in the body, said Grushchuk. What is exciting here is that this work could represent a way to treat a broad spectrum of CNS disorders that are hard to target with current treatment approaches. Moving on towards the next topic. I mean, uh, it's being well described by the author itself, so I guess there is no need of any input by myself, so yep. We're moving towards the next topic. Researchers on how cell response to stimuli offer insight into disease mechanism treatments. Oregon State University scientists are decoding how cells communicate and collectively respond to chemical stimuli in the extracellular environment. Knowledge that's critical to understanding physiological processes and blocking disease mechanism. A study by researchers in OSU's College of Science and Carlson College of Veterinary shows that the duration of the stimuli plays a big role in the connectivity of cell communication networks. Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh also collaborated on the research into what biophysicists refer to as multicellular chemosensing, which is still somewhat shrouded in uh, mystery despite its important biological processes, the researcher note. We are still far uh, from fully understanding how the information networks are regulated by either external simulation or cell identities, said Guan Li, a doctoral student in the College of Science, so that uh, is what our paper was trying to investigate. The extracellular environment, essentially the fluid that surrounds cells, contains many kinds of chemicals, Li explains, under certain pathological or psychological conditions. The chemical composition changes and triggers a signaling process that leads cells to create a response necessary for maintaining normal function. Coordinated response among a group of cells are made possible by cells exchanging molecules with their nearest neighbors, Lee said. The exchange led cells in a sense and response to environmental changes in a more reliable way than if uh, they were sensing and responding individually. And they allow multicellular organisms, people, animals, etc. to survive in complicated surroundings. 
For example, when you are doing a cardio workout, cells need energy, which will lead to aerobic metabolism for creating a lot of ATP, an energy molecule, he said. When you are thirsty, your body will generate ADH, antidiuretic hormone, to promote water reabsorption, so you will not dehydrate. All these changes in uh, chemicals are like uh, signals trying to alert the body about what is happening the, uh, the receivers sorry the receivers of these signals are individual cells by capturing and binding the chemical molecules with the receptor on the cell membrane cells on uh, determine what's going on and trigger the appropriate process the catch uh, through is that not every cell has has the same ability to bind with those molecules so in a ma any multicellular organism, the coordinated sensing and responding within a group of communicating cells is really important," Lee said. In the study, scientists used statistically analysis to determine cells' relationship with their closest neighbors, then ran experiments to see the simulating chemicals' effect on the cells and the networks. Lee, OSU Honors College undergraduate Alia Starman and associate professor of biophysics Bo Sun stimulated brain cells known as neurons with ATP, an energy molecule found in all forms of life. In that experiment, they varied both the amount of ATP in the extracellular environment and how long the neurons were exposed to it. They also experimented with uh, tamping down on cell communication speed with a monosaturated fatty acid palimetallic acid and boosting it via potassium chloride, a metal halide salt. Our analysis suggests that an information network connectivity is mainly regulated by the temporal profile of the external simulation, how long it lasts, and the level of communication ability of the cell itself, Lee said. The size of the dose uh, didn't really affect the network. It was also interesting that moderate communication ability of individual cells lead to maximum connectivity in the cell's information network. Too much communication ability or too little both lead to a re reduction in network connectivity. The findings shed some light on how the network are regulated, opening the door to the possibility of controlling multicellular response and com combating, combating disease via the uh, right kind of simulation in the extracellular environment, the researchers said. The study also showed the collective power of, any, of even a comparatively small group of cells, Sun added. When hearing beats of music, watching the turn signal of the car in front of you, or counting waves on the beach, our brain sends the periodicity and predict when the next event in the sequence will happen, he said. But does this function require the full power of the brain? Can a minimal system as simple as a layer of neural uh, cell sense periodic input? We showed this is possible and the neural cells do so by forming and organizing a communication network based on signal recurrence. Findings were published in the proceeding of the National Academy of Science. Hmm. Okay. I guess there is no need, uh, of course, of any my uh, input of myself, so yep. Moving on to our next topic. Study shows Shaker channel mutation differs st structurally from human potassium channels. Let's see. Potassium K plus channels are small, highly specialized uh, 
conduits within every uh, living cell that are responsible for the extremely selective and rapid transport of K plus ions across cell membranes. Voltage gated potassium KV channels are potassium specific transmembrane channels that are also sensitive to voltage changes within the cell membrane where the selectivity filter choose K plus ions over sodium Na plus. In addition to directing ion selectivity, the selectivity filter employs a process known as C-type inactivation which allows the selectivity filter to act as a as an additional gate that can uh, that can stop the flow of iron CW inactivation is a rearrangement of the selectivity filter that occurs when prolonged depolarization uh, of the cell membrane is triggered by opening the membrane activation gate. In a study led by Lewis Salio, PhD from the Texas Tech University Health Science Centers, TTUHSC School of Medicine, and Alien G. Labro, PhD from the University of Antwerp and Ghent University in Belgium, the researcher investigated whether or not known mutation W434F found within shaker IR inactivation removed channel epitomizes. And functionally accelerates the CDAP in inactivation state. The CLO Labro team included D. Marion Cortez from TT UHSC and Laura Conan, Evelyn Martinez models, uh, Dieter V. Van D. Sander, and Dirk J. Sanders from the University of Antwerp. Their study, the non conducting W434F. Uh, the W434F is a molecule number uh, or the uh, scientific number which is given to this uh, molecule. So please uh, get uh, understand it that it's a molecule number which I am talking about. So yep, the non-conducting W434F. Mutant adopts upon membrane depolarization and inactivated like state that differs from wild type shakers. IR potassium channels was published in September by Science Advances. The unique transfer mechanism of K plus ion defined the correct functional behavior of every living cells. In doing so, the K plus transfer mechanism effectively controls a variety of very complex processes such as the normal electricity activity of brain neurons. The human body typical immune response against life-threatening pathogens and the rhythmic, rhythmically, rhythmical beating of the human heart. Within the human heart, one of these potassium channels, the HRG, H, small ERG, capital channel, must undergo C-type inactivation before it can function as necessary to maintain the heart periodicity or the time interval between beats. Ciolo said uh, these potassium channel proteins are in a resting state in a normal cell, but must uh, but must be activated to work properly. Uh, Properly, however, for the normal functioning of the human heart, it is crucial that they undergo CDAP inactivation. After it does activate, the channel has to undergo inactivation, Ciolo explained. That is so important for the human heart because it needs to keep its periodicity. The heart beating is based on the feature the channel has uh, to inactivate. To learn more about the KV channels in human scientists have for many years studied a specific mutation W434F within the shaker channel, a potassium channel derived from the Drosophila melangastrid. 
a, a common species of fruit, uh, fruit fly. Similar to the potassium channels in the human body, the shaker channel is comprised of vital membrane proteins that play an essential role in the proper functioning of the cells and have a role in potassium ion channel operations. The shaker channel was discovered in the US about 50 years ago and was made widely available especially to those studying potassium channels because it was the only channel available when a mutation was discovered on the channel W434F. It was widely accepted to represent the seat of inactivated state of a potassium channel. Ciolo said his team has shown that is not the case. In this paper, we proved that the normal channel that inactivates has a structure and a conformation which is different from uh, from that of that mutant. Ciolo said, "Thanks to our work, we said, hey, be cautious because that mutant channel is a very different conformation, or you might have a different structure which doesn't have anything to do." with real channel in the heart or in the human body. This is important because if you want to design a drug based on this assumption that the normal channel looks like the mutant channel that's going to be incorrect because it seems to be that in the inactive state the structure of the W434F is a different based on our experimental result. The mutant channel has been used because it basically produces a channel that doesn't pass ions. Ciolo said there was some experiment that suggested the mutant doesn't conduct ions because it is inactivated like normal potassium channel in the human body. However, the results of our mainstream experimental studies strongly suggest the mutant channel is trapped in a deep inactivity and non-physiological rele relevant Confirmation, and because the human potassium channels are very similar to the mutant, the shaker channel has been considered for the years to be structural surrogate to study all the channels. That particular mutant W434F is not a good co uh, comparison uh, to the seed of inactivity human channel that we have in the body, so we have to be cautious with it. Ciolo stressed it was all it also was believed that the channel lacks the selectivity of potassium or sodium, but Ciolo said his teamwork proved that isn't the case. The channel still remains potassium selective. The only thing that it doesn't do is uh, conduct potassium, Ciolo said. That's important when you want to design new drug because it provides you information about which part of the protein you must have to tackle it as therapeutic target. In this case, we are calling attention to our work and saying, Hey, do not establish a, a structural parallel between the mutant inactivated channel and the in inactivation state of a normal channel in the human body. Be aware there is no structural equivalent and that is extremely important. As this research moves forward, Ciolo Lab is moving away from shredding the fruit fly K plus channel and has begun working with three isoforms of human K plus channels. Two of the channels they are working uh, with are uh, expressed in the immune system and one channel is expressed in the brain. We want to study what happens when this channel is inactivated. Ciolo reasoned how is that process here and how we can design specific drugs to tackle a specific state of the channel. Do we need to target the channel when it is it is in the closed state or do we need to tackle the channel when it's in the open state? We need to start studying the human isoform of all the potassium channels if you want to design if you want to design specific drugs for specific disease. Of course. We need uh, types, uh, these type of mutation and channels and 
the K plus uh, potassium channels, of course. Moving on towards next topic. Okay, uh, going to be the neuroscience topic. Let's see. Children who tell blunt truths as opposed to lying are judged more harshly by adults. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. New findings out today. Suggest children who tell blunt truths such as I don't want this presently, it's ugly, are judged more harshly by adults than those who bend the truth to be polite or protect others. Published in the Journal of Moral Education, the research demonstrates the mixture of mix, uh, messages that adults are giving children about lying verses, telling the truth in different contexts. This research tends to show that there exists a complicated relationship with the truth that children must navigate to learn what is socially acceptable, explain lead author Dr. Lauda. This research attempt to show that there exists a complicated relationship with the truth that children must navigate to learn what is socially acceptable, explains lead author Dr. Laura Brimble from the School of Criminal Justice and uh, Criminology at Texas State University. Most parents will have been embarrassed or upset by the children's brutal honesty at some point. Learning to tell lies is a normal part of children's social development. She adds that children are taught that lying is wrong. Nevertheless, they develop the ability to tell lies from an early age. To date, we know li little about the mechanisms and uh, processes that underlie the development and shaping of the critical social skill of proposal lying despite conflicting messages from adults about the acceptability of lying as opposed to truth-telling. What our results reveal is that children are learning about honesty in a quite complicated environment. It appears to be an important social skill to lie to fit uh, with other expectations, but this is despite of potential conflicting messages from their adult caregivers that it is wrong to lie. Wishless, in addition, it is sometimes is uh, perceived as unkind to be honest. The result followed 267 adults from Northeast US being shown videos of children aged 6 to 15 telling the truth or lying in a various social situations. In some scenarios, the 24 different children led, lied to protect others. For example, child lying about where their sister who was in trouble with their parent was hiding. In other uh, scenarios, children lied out of politeness, such as telling a white lie to avoid hurting someone's feelings, of course. The children acted out four variations of blunt or subtle lies or truths. For example, in the hiding sister scenario, the blunt lie was she went uh, to the library to do homework. The subtle truth was I think uh, she might be uh, outside. The subtle lie was I think she might have gone to bed or something. Or something. And the blunt truth was she's under the porch. After watching each video, the adults rated their impression of the child character including their truth, trust, worthiness, kindness, reliability, competence, likability, intelligence, and honesty. 
imaging they were uh, they were the child's parent participant also rated how likely they would be uh, to punish or reward the child for their lies or truths finding showed uh, that the adults judge the blank truth tellers more harshly than those who lied or told vague tra- uh, truths but only when the told lies in order to be polite when the children lie to protect others telling blank truths or lies had less of an influence on how adults viewed the child okay overall the study participants said they would most reward the children for telling subtle truth such as i think she might be uh, uh, she might be outside in the hiding system example okay the study result uh, paints paint a complex picture of how we adults perceive uh, the lies that children tell in the bed to fit in and be seen in a positive light by looking at which behavior adults would reward or punish in children the result also suggests how this perception shape children process of learning to behave in a new way that is acceptable to society so called socialization dr brimble adds that given the pervasive impact of socialization influences on children behavior as well as the mixed uh, messages children receive about lie telling it is little wonder that they engage nuanced lie telling from an early age our study illustrates the degree to uh, which adults are inconsistent in their evaluation and self reported behavioral response to children of different age who lie or tell the truth questions remain as to whether they are in a person behavior would follow suit but it is likely that these contradictory explicit explicit and implicit messages about honesty and dishonesty act as socializing influence and shape children early behavior limitation of this study include the sample size and narrow location of participant however there uh, was a 50/50 female male split and a mixed range of ethnicities represented the adults were also asked to rate how believable the children uh, were to factor in whether the quality of their acting skill might be skewing the results The next step for the research will be investigate how these early socialization processes affect the development of the children's truth and lie uh, telling over time as they grow into adults. <coughs> okay. Uh so these are the results uh, given by the scientists or by the researchers that how uh, they perceive the children who abruptly uh, say the bitter truth in front of the adults. So Moving on towards next topic. NASA kicked asteroid asteroid off course in test to save Earth. Okay. NASA on Tuesday celebrated exceeding expecta- expectations during a mission to deflect a distant asteroid in a skyfire like a test of humanity ability to stop an incoming cosmic object from devastating life on earth the fridge aside a uh, double asteroid redirection test dart impacted deliberately smash into the moonlit asteroid dimorphos on september 26 pushing it into a smaller faster orbit around its big brother dimorphos nasa chief bill nansen announced 
that changed its orbital period by 4% or 32 minutes from 11 hours 55 minutes to 11 hours 23 minutes bettering on an expectation of 10 minutes at some point in the future if we find an asteroid that is threatening to uh, hit earth and would be large enough to really do some damage thank goddess that we will have we will have hacked this successful test nelson told afp i mean they deserve it so yeah the asteroid pair loop together around our sun every 2.0 years uh, and pose no threat to our planet but they are ideal for studying the kinetic impact method of planetary defense dot success as a proof of concept has made a reality that was once science fiction no- notably films such as armadogon deep impact and don't look up never actually photographed before diameter photos which is 530 feet 160 meter in diameter or roughly the size of the big egyptian pyramid appeared as a speck of light around uh, an hour before impact its egg like shape and craggy boulder dotted surface finally came into clear view in the last few moments as dart raced towards it at roughly 14500 miles 23 uh, 1500 kilometers per hour pseudo comet comet in the uh, in the days that followed astronomers rejoiced uh, in stunning images of matter spreading out thousands of miles pictures collected by earth and space tele- uh, telescopes as well as a tiny co- companion satellite that traveled to the zone with dot uh, thanks to a temporary new tail diamond force turned into a man made comet uh, but Quant- uh, quantifying just how we, uh, well the test worked required analysis of light patterns from the ground telescopes which took a few weeks to become apparent the binary uh, asteroid system which was uh, around 6.8 million miles 11 million kilometers from earth at impact is visible only a single dot from the ground the dot brightness uh, change as diaphragm water passes in front of didymos which is significantly bigger at half a mile wide four optical telescope were involved in measuring the optical period all in child in south africa while two us based radar telescopes help confirm the finding us uh, said nasa planetary scientist nancy chatbot chatbot <laughs> not a chat chatbot it's a chatbot c h a b o t the test also showed scientists that the asteroid is less uh, like a solid rock and more li- uh, like a rubbish pile of boulders bound by mutual gravity if an asteroid is more solid the momentum impa- imparted Bayer spaceship will be limited but if significant mass is pushed at high velocity in the opposite direction to impact there will be an additional boost it's looked like the recoil from the ejecta blast of uh, the surface was substantial uh, contributor to the overall push given uh, to the asteroid said NASA scientist Tom Stretler at a briefing the test uh, will uh, serve as an anchor point for simulation and calculation about the outcome of the future impacts he added mass extensions no known asteroid larger than 140 meters 460 feet in size big enough to devastate a city has a significant chance to hit earth for the next 100 years according to nasa but wait long enough 
and it will happen the geology uh, the geological record shows for example that a six mile wide asteroid struck earth 66 million years ago plunging the world into a very long winter that led to the mass extinction of the dinosaurs along with 75% of all species the agency planned to launch in 2026 a telescope called the called the near earth object neo uh, sir where to better characterize potentially hazardous 140 meter asteroids and comets that uh, come within 30 million miles so far less than a half of the estimated 25000 neos of 140 meters have been discovered kinetic impact with a spaceship is just one way to defend the planet albeit the only method possible with current technology should an approaching object be detected early a spaceship could be sent to fly alongside it for the long enough to divert its path via using the ship gravitational pull creating a so called gravity tractor another option would be launching nuclear explosive to redirect or destroy an asteroid nasa believes the best way to deploy such weapons could be at a distance to impart force without blowing the asteroid to splinterings which could further impede earth I mean it's a great test uh, in the future in the coming future or whenever the whenever there is possibility or harmful for our mother earth it's going to be i mean uh, we are going to be well off or technologically advanced that we can handle those uh, those kind of situation by hitting uh, those comets or targets uh, uh, we not Uh, we're not extinct like uh, the dinosaur extinct so i mean it's a great it's a great thing for protecting ourselves in uh, in front in terms of protecting ourselves of course okay moving on to our next topic a design to tune mirrors excitation in T- uh, tmdc superlatives through varying layer degrees of freedom okay transition ma- uh, metal dical cogenides tmdcs are an emerging and promising class of materials comprised of a transition metal atomic layer sandwich between two layers of calcogen atoms these studied materials have received considerable attention over the past few years as they can give rise to strong electronic correlation and fa- fascinating correlator states enabling the production of mores excitons that is bound electron hole pairs mores excitons could pa- open new possibility for the creation of a new highly performing devices including laser single photon emitters and quantum technologies for these devices uh, to effectively operate however physicists and computer scientists should be able to reliably tune both mores excitons and electronic states researcher at the university of rensselaer polytechnic institute uc riverside and other institute in the us china and japan have recently introduced a new strategy to tune mores excitons and correlator electronic states in tmdcs this method introduced in a paper published in nature communication entails the manipulation of degrees of freedom between tmdc layers previous work includes our own works have shown that uh, ws squared wsc squared modus superlatus exhibit both 
modest modulation of excitons and strong electron electron correlation which gives rise to exciting opportunity modest excitons and correlator physics sufi shi one of the researchers who carried out the study told physics.org in our recent study we wanted to demonstrate the capability of further to tuning the exciton physics and electron correlation through layer degree of freedom to introduce layer degree of freedom into their ws square ws square superlatus the researcher tuned the ws square from monolayer to bilayer and trilayer they then observed uh, the impact that these changes had on the materials modus excitons and electronic states we constructed the ws square ws square using monolayer bilayer and trilayer ws square she explained the monolayer to the trilayer ws square can be obtained through a process known as mechanical exploitation and we tried to find region with different layers in the same flake so that we could compare them directly during experiments the experiments carried out by she and his colleagues yielded very interesting results most notably the researcher found that by changing the the layer degree of freedom they could reliably mo- modulate the re- resonance of modal excitons in the material this highlights or the potential of the strategy of sensitively tuning modus exciton bands in tmdcs and potentially other superlatuses we also found that the electron correlation is retained even for trilayer wsc square despite the increased dielectric screening young tong zu Uh, another senior author of this work said this suggests that uh, we can combine knobs such as an electric field to engineer new states in the multilayer ws square ws square a modus system our recent paper nature physics 181171 to 1176 2022 on uh, excitonic uh, insulator state in the bilayer ws square and monolayer ws square in is a result of that The new method of uh, tuning the uh, strong electronic correlation and modus excitons introduced by she and his colleagues opened an exciting opportunity for both research and technology development. Most notably, it could be used by researchers worldwide to study and engineer various quantum phenomena. We now want to further apply the electric field and search for a new correlator state that can be engineered in the system, especially those with a non-trivial uh, topology she's added of course of course moving on i mean it's going to be used in many many other uh, uh, appliances and applications as is there super lattice right so help in the spectroscopy uh, phenomena in many other application which i it's a uh, because it's it's a core point so yep uh it's going to be used many application like lasers in quantum technologies or any other uh, types of uh, things which is related to of course superlater or uh, any having frequencies in them so yep yes hmm moving on towards next topic Blue fibers found in the teeth of ancient Mayans suggest sacrificial victims were gagged before being killed. <laughs> okay, let's see. 
I try of researcher two with California State University Los Angeles uh, the other with the Paleo Research Institute in Colorado has found evidence of possible gagging of man sacrificial victim prior to death in the paper published in the International Journal of Osteoarchaeology Amy Chan James Brady and Linda Scott Cummings Cummings described their study of the dental calculus from teeth found in Belize Midnight Terror Cave. In 2006, a robber trying to escape a crowd of locals living near uh, Belmopan, the capital of Belize, fell uh, through a hole into a previously unknown cave. As the locals retrieved the robber, they discovered a large number of human bones. An investigation showed that the bones belonged to ancient Mayans who have been sacrificed in what later became known as the Midnight Terror Cave. In this new effort, the researchers sought to learn more about the diets of the uh, people who had been sacrificed in the cave by analyzing the dental calculus on the outside of their teeth. Prior to such efforts have shown that calculus can hold minute amounts of material eaten by the person. <coughs> hello? Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Sorry guys, sorry guys. I guess mm, my computer is lagging. So, for okay. In this new effort, the researcher sought uh, sought to learn more about the diets of the people who had been sacrificed in the cave by analyzing the dental calculus or. On the outside of their teeth, prior research efforts have shown that calculus can hold minute amounts of material eaten by the person. The researcher found tiny bits of fibers, some white and some blue in the dental calculus. The researcher noted that the color blue was considered too special to the ancient Mayans. It was a quite uh, often to decorate ritual items. They note also uh, that similar fibers have been found in beverages consumed by the Mayans. But the researchers suggest the uh, fibers they found more likely made their way into the dental calculus through chopping on gags. They suggest cotton cloth was dyed blue for ritual ceremonies. Uh, ceremonies and used a gag to silence the victims. They know that if uh, such uh, were the case, the gags would have been held in place for a considerable amount of time. Prior research has suggested they note that man sacrificial victims were often held, held captive for periods of time or transported long distances, both of which could have involved the use of gags for extended periods of time. <laughs> okay okay <coughs> so it's uh, about the archaeological site about the civilization site of course it's uh, about the this article is all about the civilization that how these evolved or get uh, into the dna of these mayan civilizations so yep moving on towards next topic Okay, small molecular drug uh, resolves neural effects of co uh, concussion. <coughs> okay, let's see. A small molecule called ISRIV that was identified at UC San Francisco can reverse the neuronal and cognitive 
effects of concussion in mice weeks after an injury occurred new research has found ice rib blocks the integrated stress response isr quality control process of for protein production that can become destructive to cells when it uh, when it is chronically activated the study publishing october 10 2022 in a proceeding of the national academy of science found the that isri be reverse the effect of traumatic brain injury tbi on area of neurons called dendritic spines that are critical to cognition mice treated with the drug also showed sustained improvements in working memory our goal was to see if isri be could uh, ameliorate the neural efforts of uh, concussion said mikhail Stryker, PhD, a co-senior author of the study and professor of psych physiology at UCSF, we were pleased to find uh, the drug was tremendously successful in normalizing neural and cognitive function with lasting effects. TBI is a leading cause of long-term neurological disability with impairments uh, in concentration and memory affecting patient quality of life. It's also the strongest environmental risk factor in dementia. Even a mild concussion significantly increases an individual risk. Of course, of course. Reversing the effects of concussion. ISRIB was developed in the lab of co-senior author Peter Walter, PhD, who was a professor of biochemistry at UCSF at the time of the study, now emeritus, and at Altos Labs. Previous studies demonstrated that the molecule could effectively block the Integrated stress response ensured evidence of improving cognition and behavior across different mouse models of a TBI. However, the cellular mechanism by which ISR inhibition restored cognition remained unknown. To investigate this, UCSF graduate student Elma Flores, PhD, began to explore how the ISR and, uh, and its inhibition affected neurons in the parental cortex or brain region involved in working memory. Using advanced imaging technique, flies observed the effects of TBI on dentic spines, the primary site of excitatory communication between neurons over the course of multiple days. In health condition, neurons show a fairly uh, consistent rate of spine formation. May maturation and uh, animation dynamics that support learning and memory but after a single mild concussion most uh, co- cortical neurons showed a massive burst of newly formed spines and continued to make excessive spines for long as they uh, were measured some uh, may find this counter in sh- uh, intuitive at first assuming more dendritic spines would be a good uh, thing for uh, for making new memories said co-senior author susana rossi phd a professor of physical therapy and neurological sur- uh, surgery at ucsf at the time of the study now uh, also at uh, altos labs but in actuality having all too many uh, new spines is like uh, being in a noisy room when too uh, many people are talking, you can't hear the information you need. These new spines didn't stick around for a very long, however, and most were removed within days, meaning they hadn't formed lasting functional synaptic connections. These aberrant dynamics were rapidly reversed once mice was treat- uh, were treated with 
ISRIB by blocking the ISR the drug was able to repair the neural and structural changes resulting from the brain injury and restored normal rates of spine dynamics these uh, neural and structural alteration were also associated with an improvement in performance to normal level in a, a behavioral essay of working memory which persisted for over a month after the final treatment a month uh, is uh, in a mouse is uh, several years in a human so uh, to be able to reverse the effects of concussion in such a lasting way is really exciting said france restoring the brain potential to heal <coughs> okay the author suggests that tbr uh, triggers a persistent activation of the isr of the isr which in turn lead to ongoing proliferation of the transverse spine that fail to support memory formation future experiment will explore whether isrib has similar effect effects on other cell types brain areas and cognitive tasks isr activation has been implicated in many neurological disorders including alzheimer disease parkinson disease multiple sclerosis ms and amyotrophic lateral sclerosis als those that researcher believe isrib may have the therapeutic potential in multiple patient population while they uh, there was no evidence of the drug toxicity in mice clinical trials are currently evaluating the safety and effectiveness of isrib in humans the studies remind us uh, that the brain is very plastic it can be rewired and healed said rosy by a briefly inhabiting the stress pathway we may able to restore healthy synaptic and cognitive function in many neurological conditions <laughs> uh, okay so yep i mean uh, these are the finding these are the studies that how a uh, small amount of drug molecule uh, small amount of drug can resolve the neuronal impact on your brain itself whether whatever the uh, state or reason is so yep moving on towards next topic it's not going with the next topic it's a news so let's see and read it that what's the really news is Facebook owners Meta unveils $1500 VR headset will it sell <laughs> Okay let's see Facebook parent Meta unveiled a high end virtual reality headset Tuesday with the hope that people will soon be using it to work and play in the uh, in the still elusive place called a metaverse the 1500 Meta Quest Pro headset sports high resolution sensor that let people see mixed virtual and augmented reality in full co uh, color as well as an eye tracking and so called natural facial expression that mimic the viewer's uh, facial movement so that the avatars appear natural when interacting with other avatars in virtual reality environments formerly known as facebook meta is in the mindset of a corporate transformation that it says will uh, take years to complete it wants to evolve from a provider of social platform to a dominant power in a na uh, nascent 
virtual reality construct called the metaverse short of like the internet brought of uh, to life or at least rendered in 3d ceo mark zuckerberg has de- uh, has described the metaverse as an immersive virtual environment a place where people can virtually enter rather than just staring at it on a screen the company is investing billions in its metaverse plan that will likely uh, take years to pay off vr headsets are already popular with some gamers but meta uh, knows uh, that won't be enough to make the metaverse metaverse mainstream as such it's setting office and home office workers in its uh, uh, sites Meta is positioning the new Meta Quest Pro headset as an alternative to use in a laptop said to roll of Ellenberg Ellenberger Berger Berger founder and managing director of VR Direct which builds VR environments for businesses but he added that for businesses operating in the virtual worlds of the metaverse is still quite a stretch Meta also announced that its metaverse avatar will soon have legs and important detail that's been missing since the avatars made uh, their debut last year so these of course these are the on uh, unveiling the uh, facebook metaverse data unveils f- uh, about the these things uh, yep but uh, i mean if i if i wanted to give some input or some news so i mean it's very uh, difficult for them because of course it's a metaverse and yes uh, it's a virtual world basically uh, providing all uh, every uh, every other thing which is available in the in the environment in our, in our surrounding environment so or creating your own world which uh, which is totally optimized by your own self uh, with uh, providing everything and i mean it's a great opportunity for everyone of course uh, who are building those things or building uh, metaverse or building or doing uh, concerts and may you have uh, taken news uh, you, uh, you have no that we have news about uh, that some of the singers have done shows in the metaverse itself so i mean of course uh, we need to get into those things but we need to also have the sustainable environment around ourselves otherwise it's going to be destroyed like uh, if um, through global warming or any other consequences of uh, which we face in uh, in our environment so yeah it's It's, it's gonna be worse and yes if i talk about the business uh, platform or business uh, in business terms or expanding their vr headset to the all around the world it's going to be very difficult because many people's xbox and um, uh, playstation and many many other games many other uh, many other types of things are available uh, are available in the market in different companies and uh, they know how the global market really approaches how the uh, things really work so you're not going to compete w- with those uh, with those people if you are wanted to compete you need to cut short everything you need to have more uh, knowledge about the 
distributing everything so yep you need to understand the capitalism of uh, uh, of the of course devices so yep moving on towards next topic a 3d online chat room that can be accessed using a phone or pc camera in the past few years a growing number of computer scientists have been exploring the idea of metaverse an internet uh, internet based space where people would be able to virtually perform various everyday activities the general idea is that using virtual reality vr headset or other technologies people m- might be able to attend work meetings meet fr- uh, friends shop attend events or visit places all within a 3d virtual environment While the metaverse have recently been the topic of much debate accessing its 3D virtual environments often requires the use of expensive gear and devices which uh, can only be purchased by relatively small amount of people this unavoidably limits who might be able to access this virtual space research at beijing institute of technology and jd explores again may have recently created woc a 3d online chat room that co- uh, could be accessible to a broader range of people worldwide to gain access uh, to the chat room which was introduced in a paper pre-published or arsif uh users merely need a simple computer webcam or smartphone camera a previous work focused on romp a deep learning model that can capture multi-person 3d poses in real time on low end gpus chung hang yan one of the researchers who carried out the study told tech explored to allow more people to witness the value of romp first and we developed this uh, 3d virtual chat room The primary advantage of WOC the 3D virtual chat room created by Yan and his colleagues is uh, that is incredible early to access user uh, can join the virtual space from anywhere of course simply be opening a web page and personalizing the desired virtual avatar a 3D avatar of your choice appears in the chat room and you can simply turn on the webcam to drive it in a real time allowing you to interact with the 3D avatars of other times in the chat room yan explained the biggest advantage of woc is that it does not require any additional equipment user only need a phone or a computer with a webcam to join the chat room in initial evaluation woc appeared to be highly responsive as it's effectively allowed users to move uh, their avatars and interact with avatars of other mole- uh, of other people simply by moving in front of their camera the researcher found uh, that the avatar movement and speech were highly synchronized with those of the human uh, user controlling them our study demonstrated the technical feasibility of mo- um, mono monocular Uh, camera motion capture in the practical application yan said our chat room design could have multiple application for the metaverse 3d animation production virtual live broadcast and the creation of other scenes using motion capture our work also highlights the potential of mo- monocular 
camera motion captured as an economic and convenient technical route for creating online experiences. The 3D online chat room created by this team of researchers offered a valuable ex example of how the metaverse and online virtual spaces could ultimately become accessible to all users who own a smart device with a camera. In their next studies, Yan and his colleagues hope to increase the interactive. Uh, Interactivity of the system underpinning WOC to enable a broader range of more complex int interaction be between avatars. <laughs> of course. So these are the findings. These are the sorry. These are the new uh, type of metaverse going to be going to be there in the market. So who uh, whosoever interested in these types of application, please check it out. These guys. I mean. It's an interesting topic, of course, and um, yes, uh, it's a metaverse, basically. Yep. Moving on to different topics. Sorry, moving on to another topic. Wait a minute, guys. Okay. Study access the efficiency of hands-free test selection system for VR handsets. Virtual reality VR and augmented reality AR head-mounted display allow users to experience digital con uh, content in more immersive and engaging ways to keep the user as immersed in the content as possible. Computer scientists have been trying to develop navigation and test selection interfaces that do not require the use of their hands. Instead of pressing buttons on a manual controller, these interfaces would allow users to select test or perform commands simply by moving their heads or blinking their eyes. Despite the promise of these approaches, today most head mounted displays still heavily rely on handheld controllers or hand and fingers gestures. Researchers at Xiang Jiaotong, Liverpool University, and Birmingham City University have recently carried out a study aimed at investigating different hands free test selection approaches for VR and AR headsets. Their findings, published in a paper pre published on ARZIV, highlight the benefits of some of their approaches, particularly those that enable interaction through eye blinks. My group has been engaged in improving test entry for VR slash AR over the past six years. Hai Ning Liang, one of the researchers who carried out the study, told Text Explore, test entry is an important element in the ecosystem of test entry and editing. The recent uh, study of Liang and his colleague builds on some of their previous research focusing on hands-free test entry techniques for VR. In this uh, previous study, the team found that hands-free technique could sim 
amplify user interactions with AR systems, making entering touch more intuitive. The main goal of our work is to, uh, is to explore what types of features are suitable for hands-free touch selection in VR. Liang explained, in this new study, we investigated the potential of hands-free test selection approaches in a control lab experiment with 24 participants using a within-subject experiment design that is where the participants experienced all test conditions. In their experiment, Liang and his colleague asked participants to test a different test selection method while performing a specific task. This task mimicked what the user might encounter in a real-world setting while using VR and was divided into three conditions that varied based on the length of the next uh, presented to user that is short, single word, medium, two, three lines of the test, long, six, eight lines of the test. The participants were asked to use different hands-free test selection methods while in a VR reading environment that the team had sp uh, specifically created for the experiment. After they completed these tests, the participants were asked to provide feedback about their exper uh, experiences. Test selection, like uh, many other interactions in VR, requires a point a pointing mechanism for the identification of the objects to be selected prior to interacting with them, and then another mechanism to indicate the selection. Liang said, "In this study, we select we selected the head base pointing as our pointing mechanism, which means the cursor will, uh, will follow the user head movements." Lying and his colleagues decided to specifically access the potential of three different uh, selection methods referred to as dual eye blinks and voice dual required user to hover the pointer on the area where the test they want to select is located for a specific time, example one second. When using the eye blink for selection, users were asked to intentionally blink their eyes to select a specific test. Their system recognized their intent intentional eye blink because they are typically longer than natural ones approximately 400 meters instead of 100 to 200 meters finally the voice approach required user to produce a, a sound over 60 decibels in their experiments the researcher asked their participants to make a humming sound when they wish to select a test fragment this selection mechanism, including their parameter, were chosen based on findings from the literature and a series of pilot tests we did. Liang explained their findings gather in our experiment once again confirmed that hands-free approaches could be suitable for test selection in VR. In addition, we showed that eye blinks are a very important and useful selection mechanism for hands-free interaction. The recent work by Liang and his colleague highlight that the huge potential of hands-free touch selection technique for making VR systems more intuitive and convenient to use. In the future, the findings could inspire more research teams to develop and evaluate blink-based uh, techniques for the next selection and other types of interactions. Our plan for future research in this area will be will to uh, will be to focus on making test selection even more effective and usable and uh, integrating it into the ecosystem for test editing and document creation in VR slash AR. Lang added, we will also be designing test selection methods.
that can be used by a variety of impaired users and exploring other approaches including eye gaze for a cursor movement instead of head movements i mean great 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 for the uh, disability people and impaired peoples but i mean yeah these are the results uh, given by our scientist okay moving on towards next topic animal in national uh, national parks are affected by even just a few people okay let's see people often visit us national parks to catch a glimpse of wildlife but how does our presence affect the animal we hope to see national park traffic has grown steadily over the past decade and popular parks yeah like yosemite and yellowstone can easily uh, see over a million visitor or year in this heavily used areas one uh, might expect animal to change their behavior toward humans but a new university of washington led study has found that even in remote rarely visited national parks the uh, presence of, of even just a few human impacts the activity of wildlife that live there nearly one any level of human activity in a protected area like in uh, like a national park uh, can alter the behavior of animal there the study found the research uh, was published october 13 in the journal paper people and uh, nature there has been increasing recognition of how much uh, just the presence of humans in these places and are recreating uh, there can impact wildlife said a senior author lord of proke associate professor in the uw school of uh, school of environmental and forest sciences these results are striking in showing that really any level of human activity can have an effect on wildlife the researcher team uh, based its uh, its study in glacier bay national park a coastal area in southeast alaska that is accessible only by boat or plane most visitors arrive on cruise ships but the boat don't uh, dock on shore and uh, the park has very limited human foot traffic because so few people visit each year only about 40000 but increasing the park uh, was an ideal place to locate the study proof explained glacier bay is a great park to explore what the lower limits are mm, what human start to affect wildlife behavior proxied the researcher worked with the national park staff to design and implement an experiment that compared wildlife activity in areas used frequently by human to areas where people were absent they installed 40 motion activated camera across 10 sites to capture detections of people and four animal species wolves black bears brown bears and moose over two uh, summers by controlling where and when people could access certain areas of glacier bay and then measuring wildlife response to their differing level of human activity the researcher identified two important thresholds first if humans were present in an in any area 
the cameras detect fewer uh, than five animals per week across for all four species studied in most cases this uh, likely meant that animals avoided areas where humans were present second in back country areas wildlife detection dropped to zero each week or uh, once outdoor recreation levels re- uh, reach the equivalent of about 40 visitors per week the researchers were uh, surprised by the apparent low tolerance wildlife had for the presence of a people nearby it was an eye opening to see the n- number of wildlife sightings we were missing just by recreating in the back country a- areas of glacier bay said uh, lead author mira sista sistema who uh, completed this work as a uw okay a uw graduate student i was surprised at all of for all four species wildlife detection but always highest when they were uh, there wasn't any human activity so many people visit our uh, national national parks parks for the uh, chance to view wildlife and uh, that desert alone may reduce the chance of it happening through all four species showed uh, some change in activity due to humans wolves were most likely to disappear from cameras uh, when people were around brown bears were uh, the least impacted by human uh, presence moose however were more active during uh, the time of day and location where people were seen the researcher hypothesis uh, that moose um, might be using humans as a protective shield for predators opting to align their active hours with humans to avoid becoming gray prey okay the researcher is worked in parks where animals are more accustomed to seeing people at least uh, some individual animals won't react as strongly to humans as in glacier bay but the finding do shed light on the reality that's likely playing out of a national park i'm uh, wilderness areas across the uh, country more people are visiting these are areas than ever before the presence of the humans is almost certainly impacting the behavior of animal that live there i expect uh, that similar results would be found in other national parks particularly those with relatively low vis- uh, visitation i wouldn't be surprised if more and more people seek out less popular national parks to explore which uh, will have interesting and important implications for park management and wildlife system asset national park and wilderness areas aren't just uh, seeing more visitors during the high season more people are opting to use the trail systems during less busy times to avoid crowds additionally some parks are expanding their trail networks to accommodate more visitors the authors hope this study can help park managers consider different different approaches to making park accessible both to human and animals for example managers could consider concentrating trails and human use in certain areas to reduce their total footprint or put restrictions or the time of year or days in which people can visit or finding land uh, support to concentrating human activity in some areas because if you are going to go and above zero human activity and it's going to have an impact you might as well uh, as well go away above zero in some areas and then have other areas 
where uh, you have almost no human activity prog said in those areas then wildlife uh, can live their natural lives unaffected by people co-authored or beth gardner at the uh, uw tanya lewis at glacier blair national park and preserve okay 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 so these are the of course talking about environment how this thing work and protecting our lively uh, protecting our animals to extent uh, from the uh, from this earth of course and seeing other types of things so, yep it's a um, great great uh, great initiative by the by every human being on this earth of course so yep as i previously discussed in many podcasts that we have started a newsletter that uh, provide you information that not easily available on the surface web so if you are um, if you are into that kind of information please check it out to this newsletter because it will our sustain our business also because we need uh, funds we need uh, your support uh, to to grow this business or uh, to grow for more business and have an uh, giving in the information properly without any agenda on it without any without anything basically or uh, without pressuring by uh, by the other big corporates or other uh, investors so yes uh, supporters and uh, at the end i just want to say you guys keep researching stay curious stay healthy